This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Well, Pastor Mark, this week we want to discuss the mind. Love the Lord your God with all your mind. Um, Paul Copan came out with a book a few years back regarding this very issue. And I think it's an important matter because I'm working with students quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you you work with the church and I work with people at the church. And to some degree, we've, we've lost the zeal for learning. I think it's imperative that we understand what does it mean to really love God with all your mind and to use that to reflect His glory in our sphere, in our community, and how it looks different among the church body Mm -hmm. and how it can express the fullness of Jesus Christ in conversations, remove obstacles for God to be most seen clearly in our conversations, to remove obstacles that would prevent someone from really being able to understand some arguments within the faith that would be valuable in in giving assurance in the faith. Yeah. And so we want to talk about that here today. Yeah. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and I think sometimes in the church we uh, discount the mind portion of that statement. Uh, we, we think a lot about loving the Lord our God with all our heart and soul like love him with everything you've got it's almost kind of that 100% mentality i'm going to i'm going to go 100% or 110% and but it's kind of built up on zeal and excitement and emotion uh and action and and the mind is sometimes left out and yet that's part of that statement uh to love the lord your god with your mind and and some of it comes from just the fact that uh, society as a whole, I think we discount uh, rational thinking at times. Uh, you you watch uh, even you know some of our media debates and political debates and things like that in the news, and it's all about kind of the one-liner and the zinger and kind of how passionate I can be versus a thought-out, articulated thought and statement. And the people that are doing that usually just aren't heard. Their media bites aren't near as exciting, um, but that's the people that you really need to hear from. Yeah, you just don't get to. But so it, at that level, it's almost like we're discounting the mind and what it can do. And and the church is driven by emotion, and so um, we want to encourage and engage people's minds and and have them thinking and thinking broadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it reminds me of a study I was looking at just recently. It's like 339 questions Jesus asked. Hmm. And I thought, you know, this is an interesting take on on a study of Christ because, you know, here Christ is asking questions and growing people in knowledge through this ability. And even he himself, it, sa- it states in the New Testament, he grew in wisdom and stature, right? Yeah. And so I think that it's important that we understand what is this knowledge that we really need to have? Yeah. And is it limited to only the Bible? And is there knowledge that 
is further than the Bible if it's not just limited to the Bible. Yeah. And sometimes we think that we can only study the Bible and use from the Bible, but is that necessarily true? Yeah, and I think we see Jesus as an example of that. He doesn't just use the Bible. Yeah. Uh, he does talk from the Scriptures. He points back to the Old Testament, what we would call the Old Testament. Um, but he doesn't just do that. He draws from uh, common knowledge. He draws from information about military things. He draws from information about agriculture and the things that people did in that day that made a living, carpentry, uh, from fishing, right? And so he was drawing on the common knowledge and on the learned knowledge of the day. And even in dealing with the, the rabbis, he, he was talking from rabbinical teaching, not just scriptural teaching. You've taught this, but the Bible says this. Mm-hmm. I know what you've said. <laughs> I know what the scriptures have said. So he's drawing from a broad range of knowledge just himself. And he's not the only one in scripture that we can draw from that example. Yeah, absolutely. Paul's the same way. I mean, when you look at Paul, he's drawing from the ideas of philosophers. Mm-hmm. He, he's using the knowledge and the things that they have been taught and making comparison and contrast ideas to be able to see who God is. And you can look, especially one of the most well-noted ones is in Acts 17, right? Yeah. And it's highly talked about on Mars Hill and how he makes his argument arguments and presents his case. And I I think that as we consider this particular subject in our sphere, all of us have different areas that we're in, but we've lost the idea of having knowledge in more than just one specific area. And you mentioned that a little bit because it reminds me of Daniel. You know, here he is, he's he's in the exile and he's one of the chosen men to be able to serve with the king, a secular king at that, right? Mm-hmm. I and mean, why was he chosen? Why why was it those particular men? Yeah. Because they had strength, they physically were prepared, but mentally mm-hmm. they had studied in the areas of of that particular culture and they had the ideas and the teaching and then when they were taken they were taught even more right right. in that field implying that they had the ability to be taught and so that they could be useful in those areas yeah yeah the uh the use of of their their knowledge and their willingness to learn Mm -hmm. and i I think you see in in daniel and and i think you get a hint of this in the life of moses being trained in pharaoh's court uh you know moses was being trained uh for what he would do in the future even then but he he was able to gain a broad base of knowledge being pulled out of the hebrew life and the hebrew learning he would have got and be given the learning of the Egyptians mm-hmm. uh, for his future. But you, you you have these examples of these people that study broadly, thought broadly, learn broadly. They put their mind to use. And um, all real truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be afraid of what is real truth, regardless of its source of where it's coming from because we know the ultimate source if it's real truth the ultimate source is God even if it's not specifically stated in the scripture 
I'm not going to learn a lot of mathematical equation in the scripture, mm-hmm. but God is behind all math. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I want to mention out of the book in particular was when Ronald Reagan had been elected president, he had asked Bill Bright in a meeting that he was looking for particular qualified evangelicals to serve in this presidential cabinet. And unfortunately, they had a hard time looking for someone to serve in this particular position. And one of the things I challenge my students when we're when we're here at school is I say, listen, uh, the mind is something that you should not waste. Ignorance is not a virtue, mm-hmm. right? right? And so we we want to be able to learn. And so I know you probably got up today and were like, oh, I don't want to go to school, of course, right? <laughs> Who wants to go to school and learn? It takes work and effort. And you have to get ready and it has to be on a time schedule. But we we have to be a disciplined people to be able to do these things. And I think when we become those disciplined people, when we begin to study and learn and grow and develop in what Christ has for us, not only a knowledge of the scriptures, but a knowledge of the world that he gave us to be stewards over, then we are going to be called to those positions like Daniel was called to. I think we are going to be called to serve in places we didn't think were even on our radar because God has allowed our mind to be able to give wisdom and knowledge in these areas. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have the book of Daniel. We read from Daniel. We learn from Daniel. Uh, and he's not a pastor, right? Right. Uh, he was, he was one of the wise men. Like we read about coming to visit Jesus at his birth. He, he's one of these people that, uh, in in study and learning and uh, so why are we reading from him? God used his mind and he used this calling he put on his life and we talked about this earlier that um, God doesn't call everybody to teach in a church uh, as a vocational minister or go to a Christian school and be a professor or teacher uh, depending on the level um, he doesn't call everybody into those kinds of professions uh, to attack the mind only with Christian knowledge. Some people are in the field of plumbing and some people are in the field of being doctors and nurses and lawyers and politicians and all kinds of things. And God calls them there. If they're following the Lord's leadership in their life, he's calling them there. And are they going to have a mind in that platform that can be useful and the thing is, if you want to be used of God where you are, you need to be excellent at what you do. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the attention of those that you serve in whatever field you're in. Um, so if, if you're working for a cleaning crew and you go in at night and clean businesses, you ought to be one of the best at what you do so that your coworkers see your work ethic and see how you are and how meticulous you are. And why don't you learn some things along the way? Mm-hmm. Be able to speak to them about what's going on in the world. Be able to speak to them about politics. Be able to speak to them about the difference in the immigration policies that are being discussed or yeah. whatever it is, right? Know your audience and your platform and be learned in those areas and have enough information that you can be influential for the kingdom wherever you are. Yeah, absolutely. and. You know, one of the things that happened today, even at school here, is 
one of the students asked me, they said, well, how do you talk to somebody who doesn't believe the Bible to be true? Mm -hmm. And I said, that is a great question. And one we ought to unpack and learn, how do we do that? How do we be in the world and have these conversations? And and part of that comes through just having regular everyday conversations in the field that they're in or in a knowledgeable area. I mean, people talk about sports, to politics, to accounting. I mean, we're always talking about these different subjects. So why not be able to be learned in them and also speak the gospel into those platforms that we have? Now, Paul Copan mentions three different thoughts, and he says that we all want to know God's will, but Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us that Unless we present our bodies, including our soul and minds, to the Lord for transformation and renewal, Mm -hmm. then that's not necessarily going to be clear, right? Right. And then a second thought he gave was Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And he talks about God is worthy of being loved and every single facet of the human personality, not simply one or two aspects of our nature, Note carefully that Jesus included an intellect love for God with the mind. And I just that's a great example. And then the last one, of course, is First Peter three fifteen that the apostle is not given a suggestive approach to being prepared, but instead he's commanded. Yeah. You know, be prepared to give a ready answer for the hope that is in you. And to be prepared, what do we have to do? Well, um, one of the verses that has just come to my mind as we've discussed all of this is, you know, Paul gave us the command in, in Philippians 4. It comes it comes right out of, uh, don't be anxious for anything, but seek God in prayer, etc. And then he says, finally, brethren, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's of good repute, if there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. That's a mental command. Think this way, process this way, and it's whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right. Uh, he he didn't say read the Old Testament, New Testament scriptures, and don't read anything else, and don't think about anything else. Now we would say that ought to be the background of everything and inform everything else you think about. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say only think about that. Whatever's true, whatever's lovely. So the command to the mind, these strong commands that Paul Copan was pointing out, uh, you reiterated for us, these are commands to the mind. He's commanding the mind to think a certain way, to remember certain things, to dwell on certain things. And we're kind of anywhere we started, but we've largely ignored that. And the, the right response, if we've been ignoring it, is to repent, which means to change our mind about what we're doing and do a different action. Mm-hmm. Let's start thinking. Let's be thinking Christians. That's really what we're doing and why we're doing what we do right now in the podcast. Yeah, and we definitely don't want to be people that say, okay, I'm going to make this decision because I haven't really thought about it, but my friend Joe thinks this is a good decision, and so I'm going to go ahead and do this, or I'm going to vote this way because so-and-so told me to vote this way, but instead, use our minds, be equipped to be able to have knowledge to make good decisions that's going to be good for our community and those around us. And just to end on this thought here, and that is, in being prepared, when you think about something being 
being prepared, it takes time. It takes practice. It takes a intentional thought that I'm going to once a week or twice a week or or maybe I'm going to grab a book and and start a new book and just say I'm going to read one book a month or I'm going to read one book every two months. I mean set some goals, make some plans to have a, a plan of action to help further or at least start and engage to be able to love God with all your mind, to be able to use that platform to share Him with others. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what we want to just encourage people to do. Use your platform. uh, Be thought out in what you're doing. uh, Prepare yourself. Renew your mind in the scriptures. And then be the tool that God's called you to be where you are. And I think one of the best ways to do that is be faithful in your church. And so we'll close there and say, hope you'll be in a church. And hope you'll be with people studying God's word, informing your mind this week. Yeah, thank you so much for for listening.